0: RTHK, the news at one with Carol Musgrave, the top stories. The Deputy Secretary for Justice says he'll explain with confidence the situation in Hong Kong since the introduction of the national security law. A government pandemic advisor applauds the fact that most people are still choosing to wear a mask indoors and on public transport. And President Biden announces another 400 million US dollars worth of military aid for Ukraine. The Deputy Secretary for Justice, Horace Cheung, says he will explain with confidence the situation in Hong Kong following the implementation of the national security law during his trip to Europe. Mr Cheung's leaving tomorrow for a week-long visit to several European countries. The minister will attend meetings with three different organisations of private international law. Mr Cheung, meanwhile, said a visit to the Greater Bay Area is also in the pipeline. We are planning to have a delegation comprising the legal sectors of Hong Kong to go to Greater Bay area so that they can have the personal contact with the commercial community in Greater Bay area so that they can have the opportunity to have the better practice, a legal practice in Greater Bay area. Mr Cheng was also asked about when a decision will be made on the handling of some 6,000 people arrested during the 2019 protests. The police commissioner Raymond Hsu had earlier said he hoped to make an announcement by last month. The deputy secretary for security told reporters it's up to law enforcement agencies to decide. We are the legal advisor to the government, so we will give our advice on the prosecution or on evidence to the enforcement agency when they need the legal opinion. When you say when they will make the announcement about the decision, I will leave it to the hands, uh, to the good hands of the law enforcement agencies. Government pandemic advisor Ivan Hong says it's a good thing that most people still choose to wear a mask indoors and on public transport, although face coverings are no longer compulsory. The government earlier announced an end to the mask mandate and people from Wednesday could go maskless in public. Speaking after a radio program, Professor Hong said the most vulnerable should continue to mask up. If you are elderly about the age of 65 or you have chronic illnesses, then would you recommend individuals to keep on wearing masks especially in crowded places like in public transport and also of course for healthcare workers we strongly recommend to continue to wear masks in the hospital in clinics or in the elderly homes that will prevent not only covid but also other respiratory viral infection special influenza and cross infection in hospitals and in the elderly homes Professor Hong also said he would recommend that the general public get a Covid booster shot before winter each year, but elderly and chronically ill individuals should choose to receive a jab every six months. The United States has announced another round of military aid for Ukraine. The latest package is worth 400 million US dollars and will include more ammunition and equipment. The White House made the announcement as the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz met President Biden in Washington. Mr Biden thanked the German leader for what he called his profound support on Ukraine. And I want to thank you Olaf for your strong and steady leadership. I mean that sincerely. It's made a world of difference. And uh, together, we made good on our promise. You stepped up to provide critical military support. And, you know, I would argue that beyond your military support, the moral support you gave to the Ukrainians has been profound. A disgraced lawyer has been jailed for life for murdering his wife and son in a case that's gripped the United States. Prosecutors said Alex Murdoch carried out the killings to divert attention from his theft of millions of US dollars from clients, which he used to fund an expensive drug habit. Murdoch is from a powerful South Carolina legal dynasty, something the judge, Clifton Newham, alluded to when passing sentence. A lawyer, a person from a respected family who has controlled justice in this community for over a century, whose grandfather's portrait hang at the back of the courthouse that I had to have ordered removed in order to ensure that a fair trial was had by both the state and the defense. To the weather forecast, becoming fine. It'll be dry with some haze. Winds will be moderate east to northeasterlies. The outlook, mainly fine and dry in the next few days. The temperature difference between day and night will be rather large. Currently at the observatory, it's 23 degrees and the relative humidity is at 46%. Be advised, the red fire danger warning is now in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Trade unions in Sri Lanka have warned of further strikes in response to the announcement of steep tax rises and public spending cuts. The BBC's Anbarasan Rajan has this report. Sri Lanka is struggling to come out of its worst ever economic crisis since independence from Britain in 1948. The government has announced a series of measures to fulfil conditions set by the International Monetary Fund for the loan. The backing of the IMF would facilitate the Sri Lankan authorities to approach other international lenders to get additional financial assistance. But the decision to increase income taxes to up to 36% has triggered anger among public sector employees who say they are already struggling to manage the escalating cost of living. The Roman Catholic Church in Portugal has asked victims of child sex abuse for forgiveness after a report by an independent inquiry found that nearly 5,000 children had been abused by clergy since 1950. Bishops were meeting in the city of Fatima. The BBC's Alison Roberts has this report. The bishops announced plans to make public gestures of contrition and at some point a monument to victims. They also pledged to act on suggestions made by the independent commission that produced the report, such as setting up a group to hear from victims who have yet to come forward. But the details were scant and victim support groups were quick to criticise what they saw as a lack of decisive action, particularly regarding priests on a list of alleged abusers handed to bishops. Church officials said that no it could be suspended without firm evidence. The head of the United Nations nuclear watchdog is preparing to meet senior leaders in Iran after his inspectors detected uranium enriched to near weapons grade level in the country. Rafael Grossi is expected to meet Iran's president, Ibrahim Raisi, later today. The BBC's Bethany Bell reports. Diplomats say Mr. Grossi is trying once again to get Iran to increase its cooperation with UN inspectors. The IAEA's latest report said that uranium particles enriched to nearly 84% purity had been found at Iran's underground Fordo nuclear plant. Weapons-grade uranium is 90%. Tehran says its nuclear program is peaceful. One of the first black officers in the U.S. Army's Special Forces has received the nation's highest military award, the Medal of Honor, nearly 60 years after he was recommended for bravery in the Vietnam War. Colonel Paris Davis disobeyed orders and risked his life to rescue wounded troops in 1965. His recommendation for the award was lost by the military at the height of the civil rights era. It was resubmitted and mysteriously lost again. The paperwork was recreated and submitted again in 2016 at a ceremony at the White House. President Biden said Davis was an incredible man. Researchers say they believe they've found the earliest evidence of horse riding by humans, dating back some 5,000 years. The findings are based on the analysis of human skeletal remains found in Bulgaria, Hungary and Romania. Here's the BBC's Paddy McGuire. The domestication of horses for their milk is widely accepted to have begun around 5,000 years ago, but any equipment used by early riders if they weren't going bareback is rarely preserved. Riding tack, scientists say, would have been made using perishable materials. But the human skeleton can show the signs of change that come from riding a horse, particularly stress-induced wear and tear to the vertebrae in the back. Researchers examining five skeletons found in settlements of the ancient Yamnaya people in Europe say such telltale changes could indicate they are the oldest humans identified as riders to date. To sport and the return of Formula One, Max Verstappen and Red Bull begin the defence of their world titles this weekend in Bahrain. It's the longest season in the history of the sport, with 23 races in 20 countries over the next nine months. The Red Bull boss Christian Horner is in optimistic mood. The team have done a great job over the winter. The rules have changed very subtly and I think that, uh, you know, the team have adapted to that well. Um, we had a good three days of testing here last week and we only get three days, so that's one and a half days for each of the drivers. Um, and they both got a good feel from the car. You know, we come in off the back of a good test, but, but you know, everything to play for. Double world champion Fernando Alonso was fast as practice yesterday ahead of Verstappen and his Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez. To end the news, the top stories once again. The deputy secretary for justice says he'll explain with confidence the situation in Hong Kong since the introduction of the national security law. A government pandemic advisor applauds the fact that most people are still choosing to wear a mask indoors and on public transport. And President Biden announces another 400 million US dollars worth of military aid for Ukraine. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Cannabis is a dangerous drug. From February 1st, 2023, cannabidiol or CBD is also a dangerous drug under the law. It is illegal to possess or trade CBD products in Hong Kong without permission. Also, don't bring any CBD products into Hong Kong from abroad. Trafficking or sales of CBD products will be subject to a maximum fine of $5 million and life imprisonment. Visit the Narcotics Division's webpage on CBD for details. CBD, not for me. Let's stand firm, knock drugs out. Working in care services in the social welfare sector provides career opportunities for young people. You can learn new things like care skills at work and providing services for the elderly and persons with disabilities is both meaningful and fulfilling. For inquiries about care services careers in the welfare sector, please call the Social Welfare Department on 2892-5560. Radio 3. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. And we're back. Feeling good. The weather's good. Getting some tan on the other half of that face. 1984, huge international hit for Tears for Fears. Especially in U.S., Germany, Netherlands, Switzerland, U.K. Here's Shout, right here on Radio 3 with me, Micah Lance play this posse music masterclass coming up soon